formerly of the games, no, not of GamesChanceBlogspot.com. That's someone never, else sir, of the Daily Crackpot. Uh, is, that, is that an ongoing blog? I I have been tinkering with the Psychonauts Two review for a while now. It's kind of. Oh, I see. I see. I both love and hate what happened to that game. Uh, you were uniformly positive about. I am uniformly too. positive about it, but like, what it could have been happened? so much more. Well, anything could have been so much more. Like, were we just talking like more time in the oven, more money, more time in the oven? Like, if if Microsoft hadn't invested in it, there wouldn't have been any bosses, and that's that's gross. But what what's still missing is like, it feels like I got half of a final act, and it could have been a lot better. Okay, well let's let's remember this game was crowdfunded. I know, like, and yeah. if. <laughs> I'm glad they and, work for Microsoft. Yeah, but it wasn't crowdfunded for like a hundred million. No, like it was like a hundred thousand. Exactly. So, so they got one. They got one percent of one percent of a AAA games budget. Yep. So you know they stretched that pretty damn far. Yeah, like what you got for that is uh, really I, for, for some reason I feel that it was three point five million. I don't know why. Was it three I feel like it was not. It was not a hundred thousand. I feel like it was a lot more. Huh. Hang on, let's 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 yeah, Google that shit. Yeah. We have the time. Uh, Psychonauts to fig figments. Uh, in development on fig. Will it actually tell me? Wasn't fig like the crowdfunding site that was? Yeah, three point eight million. A hundred thousand. Either way, so what they got was three point eight percent of a modern, of a last gen modern AAA budget. So, and they had a better cast than most games. Somehow, I haven't heard of half of these people. They're wonderful. Well, I mean, everyone would want to work with Tim Schafer. Right? I mean, the thing is, they all keep coming back, up to and including um, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, it's Wood? not Jack Black. It is Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah, he's back in there too. I didn't even realize till after the credits started rolling. <laughs> yeah, I Elijah Wood is one of those people where I'll watch something if he's in it, just because he tends to pick inter- interesting stuff. Stuff you He's haven't seen before. Barely in it, but what he does is memorable. Speaking of shit you haven't seen before, mm-hmm. have you heard of a movie called The Headhunter? No. Who's in it? No one. Oh. It was like one guy. Mm. And you never heard of him. And he he looks a lot like me, except his beard is longer. <laughs> he looks a lot like me right now. Like he he has it's this guy in the Middle Ages, and the movie starts. And there's like, a, you can hear a monster in the woods around this guy. And he's all, and he stands up and he walks off screen and you can hear him going, oh, oh, you can hear a monster Is this yelling. 2018? I think so. Mm. And then he walks back into frame and sits down and, and looks at his daughter and says, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And then his daughter is killed by a monster. And the next hour or so of the movie is the guy walking into his hut, uh, jamming the head of a monster up on a wall, which you never see him fight. Oh. Jams the head of a monster up on the wall, uh, heals himself with a mysterious concoction from whatever injuries he suffered, and then hearing a horn and walking out into the woods and coming back with another head. That's like the whole first hour of this movie. And I kind of suffered through it because it was like an 80-something on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I don't know why it doesn't sound really fun to watch it was it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like the the budget was too low uh the guy's performance is fine but the story is kind of uninteresting and takes too long to tell 
too fucking long to tell. It would have been a fine little Twilight Zone episode. But, like, as a movie, and with the budget it had, it was... I ended up, uh... We got monster masks, but you, you don't get any fights. <laughs> um, no, there were no monks. No, you get, you get monster masks, but we can't afford to actually see you fight someone in that mask, so... Yes, and, <laughs> and there's there's one little sequence where he, he is doing battle with something, but it's like evil... It's like the first Evil Dead quality special effects. I mean, that could be charming, but... It was not. It was not in this case, because it, they were going for, like, a real kind of drama thing. It was like, they were trying to be art house, but they didn't have the equipment to do it. <laughs> uh, so I ended up... But I, I don't know why, like, I was scrolling through Rotten Tomatoes looking at one movie, and it recommended this other movie, kind of in the same genre, with way better review score. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see if we can get this on Amazon Prime. So I signed up for, like, a 30-day free AMC Plus trial just to watch this movie. What a mistake. Wasted trial, sir. Sorry, man. Don't watch The Headhunter. Wasted time. I, I hear that, but... We both saw uh, Midnight Mass. Mid- Midnight Mass. Uh, the next thing from the guy who did um, Haunting of Bly Manor last year. Mm-hmm. And Bly Manor was awesome. Was but... it? No, it was. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for a PG horror movie. Okay. Or for for a PG horror, but it was definitely like a PG horror, more character driven than you're kind of used to in this space, I think. And the the cast and the characters really made it interesting. Hmm. really made it, you, you wanted to find out what happened to these people. And it takes a while for any character that you actually like to kind of reveal themselves in Midnight Mass. It takes at least three episodes. It takes like three episodes. And meanwhile, there are some characters you fucking hate. Yep. And you can't wait for this person to die. And every episode they don't die, it's kind of disappointing. <laughs> but most of them do. Um, well, let's not spoil anything. So it's a slow burn. It's a long, like, and you, you tweeted today, and I actually retweeted it. Yeah, thank because, you for that. Well, it was true, because if you if you walked away from Midnight Mass after the first two episodes, like, I get it. Yeah, I me totally too. I totally get it. Uh, it was boring. It wasn't, like, it was suggesting that something cool might happen, but nothing cool was happening. And there were definitely some mysteries, but there wasn't enough going on to, you didn't care enough about the other characters to care enough about what was going on. No, it, it could have been four episodes long without half the cast, and it would have been better. Um, maybe, but you also pointed out that what it nails is the Stephen King, New England, small town, tearing itself apart kind of story. Uh, he has a better villain than he's ever written, I think, in The Priest. I kind of hated the pre- the villain. No, you're the supposed to hate him. He's a monster. No, no, not, so because convinced. He, not because he's a monster or that he's so convinced. I hate the priest because clearly he, nor anyone else in this fucking movie... Has ever knows what a vamp- yeah, yeah yeah knows what these creatures are and it's obvious to us like we've heard of this and they're all like something's going on with blood and it's like have you not seen uh, any of Gary Oldman's work? <laughs> I mean, I think like it's kind of like The Walking Dead, where it's a universe where no one's actually seen as obvious. They all make up different names for it because they don't have like the lexicon. Yeah, but it's uh, that, that's that's easy for me to forgive. Because of what the main character does when there's a main character switch, um, which was a just a brilliant hour of TV, and I loved it. That was, but it it was this it was this huge sacrifice just to tell someone else that you know that that 
blade exists, you know? No, like, but it was, like, he wanted to leave. Yeah. I get that he, is, and, he was just done with life. But it feels to me like it was an attempt to redeem a character that I don't feel was as bad a guy as he believed or anyone else treated him like. Like, he got drunk and accidentally killed a woman driving. Like, that's not cool. Don't drink and drive. Um, but he's acting like his life is over on account of this, and his no, town small, treats him small like Small town America will let you slightly off, quietly off yourself if you just do something like that. They'd be like, oh, no, he's dead. No. That is America, sadly. Beautiful land. Yeah. So, yeah, that, like, it didn't feel, I don't know. But again, what it what it leads up to is inc- is one of the best hours of TV of the last year. Yeah, like, yeah. And the, the last the last episode was really good. The last episode is absolutely fucking spectacular. That character that you want to die, how they die is exactly how I didn't even know oh, I wanted. Perfect. I didn't know I wanted them to die like that, but that I was did. it. Hey. That was it. That was beautiful. And uh, and that last line of I can't feel my legs, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was nice. It was really nice. It was very. By the time it capped off, it was like I don't regret spending what was it, five hours with this, six hours. Yeah, it was six. It was like seven. Too many characters, but the ones that worked really worked. Yeah, and and like I, a I don't know if we needed the sheriff that much. The sheriff was a hundred percent necessary. I mm. loved it. I no, I loved the character. I loved the. I love the actor. Um... Like, oh, yeah, good performances, but, like, the second and last episode where everyone's giving their, like, the last monologue, everyone stops to tell a story, it, it really got on my nerves. Okay, the monologuing was consistent through the whole thing. It was, but it's and... also, like, let me tell you one more thing before the action movie starts the next episode. Yeah, but, but <laughs> people don't talk like this. This was like this was like Dawson's Creek for adults, you know? It was, it was where... awful, like, un- completely unironic use of golly. By someone who's like middle aged. No, I don't remember that. Middle aged women use golly times, all the fucking time. Like, middle aged women use golly non ironically. I have That's never the thing. heard it. But trust me, man, it happens. It mm. happens. So Midnight Mass was was really quite good. Yeah. And uh, Free Guy is now free on Disney Plus. Have you seen it? Uh, have you seen it? I have not. I was I, I was kind of hyped for it. Like I was kind of like I could go for just a silly special effects movie and for the first half hour. I was like, holy shit, is this the best video game movie I've ever seen? Because how it represents a video game and how gamers behave in video games is very well captured by Free Guy. Um, it's, It's kind of amazing. It starts with this guy skydiving and Ryan Reynolds is doing a voiceover explaining that this guy is a is one of the sunglass people and he's awesome he's a hero and this person skydives out of the sky and is like in a wingsuit and he's evading like uh, fighter jets and helicopters and everything everyone's trying to kill each other around him and then he opens his parachute and he drops into a uh, he drops into a convertible with a beautiful female woman female NPC in the passenger seat who immediately tells him how good looking he is and then we see that this player character has a skin that looks exactly like Channing Tatum and Channing Tatum says I know and then they drive away <laughs> and uh and like they kill each other and they teabag each other in this game like it's it really nails a lot of the a lot of the inside humor of of the gaming kind of space it actually does um and then it has a lot of fun with a lot of special effects and Ryan Reynolds is is you know doing his funny thing it's weird to see him playing a legitimately innocent character 
Like, he does kind of have a little bit of that Ryan Reynolds sense of humor to him, but for the most part, uh, he's Bambi. And he doesn't understand that uh, there is any world beyond this. And he's just really happy to, well, for the first day or so, he's really happy to have his place in this world. And then as he starts evolving, and the story goes beyond the game and starts bringing in the characters who designed the AI that the game runs on, it kind of falls apart. And then by the end of it, um, it spends so much time wrapping up plot threads for every single fucking character. It's like the movie believes that the audience is going to care about these characters way more than it's given us good reason to. It spent a lot of time trying to, but it hasn't done it very well. So overall, it's like a C. C? Oh. It goes C minus. Yeah, I'd Why go C minus? Um... Because of, cause of by the like the ending drags and it just kind of stops being fun to watch for about the last half hour. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's and a like, long time. Yeah, and when there's cool, crazy video game shit action happening, it's fun, and it's funner than the CGI fight um, in um, in a uh, an Avengers movie tends to be, like the the you know shooting different colored beams at each other. It's better than that. It's better than the train fight at the end of uh, Black Panther, but uh, there's no but. Like, it, it goes for that cartoony silliness, but because it's trying to go for that cartoony silliness, it's easy to enjoy, as opposed to the serious intention and an unintentionally silly execution of a Marvel movie sometimes. Yeah, more often than not these days, Sally. These days, but, you know, we're, uh, what's it? Ah, Shang-Chi. I had a headline, like, Shang-Chi is coming to Disney Plus. I forget when it's coming. But it's coming sooner than I thought it would, and that's awesome. I'm really hyped for that. I've seen nothing but good good buzz for Shang-Chi. That could be fun. Yeah. It could be fun, yeah. But I don't want to go to theater right now for obvious I'm reasons. Totally not going to a theater. Mm-mm. Um, have you played other video games? Last I have week, sadly not played other video games. But last week, you were... In the total enjoyment phase of Deathloop, where yes. you, you see all the stuff that you might be able to get, and you're imagining all the wealth of things that you'll be able to acquire. And then we left you for a week with it. Alex, what happened? Oh, I basically just got every gun I want, or everything I'm going to use. I have all like the little charms and shit I'm going to use. And now I'm just you know chasing down leads, figuring out where to put these fireworks so this guy kills himself, where to find this love nest so I can get two of them out in one little quarter. So you haven't actually, you haven't closed the loop yet? I haven't closed the loop. Oh, wow. I mean, like, do I have to kill get Juliana, too? Um, that takes care of itself. Okay, but like... like okay, but as you can see, the game is leading you by the nose down the path you need to walk to get this done. And thankfully so, because the it's, game is... It's, it's not going to stop doing that. It's not huge, but it's, it's kind of misty in the way that you're never really sure where to go exactly if there wasn't a nice little, like, map markers. Like, I don't, like... I don't know how to kill Wenji. And uh, if, the, if there wasn't, Wenji. like, oh. I mean, like, like, I know how to kill her, but I don't know how to set her up in a way that she's hanging out with someone else on one quarter. Uh, that, you, again, the you haven't kind of set up the other shit yet. The plot will lead you by the nose in the direction you need to go. And that's good. It'll, it'll, like, give, this, it'll give you missions to get everything done. I feel like the perfect way to play this game is to beat it once, put it down for six months, and see if you can remember how to string it together then. I feel like oh, that'd be pretty oh. fun. No, 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 like, it would be literally impossible to do. You could not pick up Deathloop having an encyclopedic knowledge of it and on your first run beat the game. 
not on your first run, but like just you know what to do. You wouldn't need to do all the nose leading stuff. No, you'd still do it because the nose leading stuff leads to permanent kind of unlocked every day this thing occurs that uh, that doesn't happen otherwise. And it's like it, it's it's not it's not as complicated as a Dishonored level. It's not as complicated as a Hitman level. It is their most accessible game. Yes, and I, I kind of don't want to complain about that because I like accessibility. But in a lot of... Um, you remember how I was complaining that all the faces are spray paint masks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that, Alex? How do you think that I, helps the game? It You don't feel anything when they die. Mm-hmm. That's the entire point of it. And I was wondering, is that a, is that a, a budgetary constraint? Uh, I went back and I watched the original trailer for Deathloop. Like, the original trailer from, like, four years ago. They, the, they still had paint in their faces. The enemies were all wearing, like, masks. Yeah. This, this, is, this was it from day one. This I mean, there's the gotta plan. be a reason why Bioshock did this, why all these other games have no, done I this. No, I think you nailed it. Like, it makes it, it, makes it easier to kill them, um, and makes you feel it less, but I... But, and that makes you play it more arcade you know? And you're supposed to chew through these people. Oh. But and I, I like how, like, again, it doesn't punish you as hard for, you know, just stepping on a twig in the wrong moment, like, oh, everyone's trying to kill me. Yeah, the uh, the re- the the two respawns is quite generous for what's asked of you. It is, and we, I figured out if you kill Juliana, you get both of them back. Yeah, and then if you and if you kill any architect or whatever visionary, yeah, then you get those back. And then if you just go to a different area, you get two back any as well. I still haven't gotten Alexi yet. Now I'm thinking about it. You haven't gotten the what? Alexi. Oh, the, the yeah. wolf guy at the party. Yeah, he's, no, he's hard to fucking get. There, there is a way to kind of lead him away from the party. I never actually did it because I, by the time I figured it out, I didn't care enough to try to execute it. Um, but most people will execute him in the middle of the party because that's when he's most apparent. And it then becomes impossible to loot his slab because he's surrounded by like 50 NPCs. Now, you were complaining that there wasn't enough backstory on those guys, but like, I, I like Frank a lot. Okay, he's a music guy, right? He's a music guy. And he, like, he wanted to, you know, live forever in one day, but. He blew out his vocal cords on a tour, and it's now or never, and he's going to spend the rest of his life as a horse, pissed off motherfucker. That's I feel like that's, that's a nice little, nice little twist. Is the loop began on a day when they were in the process of setting up for the loop, so they have like these all these shanty towns with hastily painted uh, facades on them mm-hmm. that all look like a low rent carnival from the seventies. Um, and I get, like, the idea is it's supposed to look kind of shitty. And it does. But I also like when the day progresses, like, there's more trash, stuff looks older, everything's freezing over. Yeah, and the snow comes in. I I, I just, I like all the little details. Like, it makes every, you know where you are, but, like, everything looks different enough to where it doesn't feel like you're in the same areas over and over again, even though you are. I appreciate how much the tactics of each area change throughout the day. And I just, I mean. Every area gets harder. I'm into the mystery. It's pretty good. It's some decent sci-fi on top of two really good character leads. I love Colt. I love him to pieces. Colt, the, the fact that he's so charismatic, I love. it's huge. It, it lends so much to the game, I agree. It is this one little yelp he does if you step on a mine that just cracks yes. me up every I, time. I love how effeminate it is. Ah. Um, yeah, like he's, he, this guy got hurt. <laughs> That's what we sound like. <laughs> oh, he's great. I hope he, he uh, does more work. I don't know his name. I've never heard him before. There aren't many leading characters like this. The last one that comes to mind is Booker DeWitt. Yeah. yeah. 
He had a good, you know... Uh... And even then, Booker wasn't as entertaining as this. Booker was still the archetypical hero, right? But he had, he had, a, he had a decent, like, Indiana Jonesy weariness to him. Yeah, and it's... That was charming. Um, uh, and it was that guy who was... Uh, it was the guy who was Garrett the Thief, was the actor for Booker. So, yeah, like, Booker... No, but no, again, it was, um... It was, again, uh... When was the God, last The guy time? who was played Pagan Ming. It was him. Uh, uh, Joel. What? Yeah, it was. Booker DeWitt is Joel from The Last of Us. Yeah. Actually, That's... I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, okay, so I who can was clearly the, who, see him playing a guitar. Singing. Who was the last FPS protagonist that had that much personality? Racking my brain. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. I can't think of one. So it's it's a big feather in this game's cap to me. Um, Troy Baker. Oh, it's killing me. Troy Baker. So and, this, and Jason E. Kelly is cold, and he's wonderful. Last yes. week, yeah, three credits now. Last week, I had finished Kena Bridge of Spirits, and you weren't crazy about it. No, I was crazy about it. I was like, "This is better than Deathloop." I had more oh. fun with Kena than I did with oh, Deathloop. Yeah. I really did. Um, and but at the same time, Kena is a game that looks like a AAA game, but is not. Like it's missing a bunch of all the little things that a AAA game might do. So to go from Kena into Death Stranding Director's Cut, it is... <laughs> like, I am shell-shocked <laughs> by the quantity of... the staggering attention to detail of Death Stranding. Um, the First of all, these are... I said it when I was playing it on my PS4 last year. These are photorealistic environments. And seeing them in 4K, I'm running it in widescreen mode, uh, and it's the only mode that doesn't result in stretched pixels. So it's just a perfectly clean, and it runs at 60 frames per second. Um, it's incredibly good looking. It is just incredibly good looking 100% of the time. Um, and I remember thinking when I first played it that what happened here was Hideo Kojima saw all the... Um, uh, how liquid the animations were for Aloy walking up and down hills yep. in Horizon, and said, "I'm going to make a whole game out of out of making that hard." Just walking on fair, like just a well, bunch of like varying degrees of like planes. Yes, but and a bunch of rocks that will really fuck you up and trip you, and it has to be important when you fall. So you're going to be a delivery guy. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Like <laughs> I don't know. If I'm going to sell millions of copies about a delivery game. I don't know if that's what the impetus for it was, but. There is so much to Death Stranding. There was so much depth to the gameplay. There's so much depth to the world. The exploration is so, um, so consistently interesting. And you're consistently making really kind of fun, interesting choices that I kind of blitz the story for, I think, the first half of the game. And then exactly where I stopped last time, I stopped this time. Yeah. And turned around and started creating uh, delivery networks so that I could get, uh, what happens is when you deliver a package to, um, to a recipient, that recipient will give you likes. And the amount of likes depends on, you know, the quality of the package, how many times you dropped it, uh, damage, how fast you were, so on and so forth. Um, and then once you get enough likes, you'll get a star and then you get two stars. And then once you're five stars with any recipient, you get a little star badge that is like printed on your pant leg. So I decided I was going to get a star for every single 
um, one that I could in the first area of the game. So I returned for the first area of the game after almost beating the second area and built a network of zip lines across the entire map. The entire map. I didn't know that it could be done. Alex, it can be done. <laughs> well, good job. Was yes. it like a highway or a zip line? No, it's a zip line. A, okay. a network of zip lines is a network of zip lines. And what it is, and uh, the what's hard about it, or what the challenge of it, is as you add more, as you make more deliveries, people will say, "Put me on your network." Once, uh, once one of these uh, recipients is on the network, the quote chiral bandwidth for that region increases. If you put down one zipline post without one to attach to it, just put down a zipline post. It costs you five hundred chiral bandwidth. So what this means is uh, the game was constantly strangling how many of these zipline posts I could put down, but by increasing my level with each of these preppers, the bandwidth uh, expands. And you have to be, you, you end up, or I ended up getting really, really good at measuring out exactly how many ziplines I needed to get over this mountain range and thinking, well, I'm doing it with four right now, but I'll bet you I could do it with two if I just found a way to figure this out. And there's no other reason to do this other than it makes delivery slight a lot easier. And I spent like I, I spent a day just perfecting a zone of the game and getting five stars with every character. And then I was like, okay, let's go into the next one. And today I'm building roads in the second area. I'm just doing what I want to. I'm staying away from the story right now. And I'm really enjoying Death Stranding again. Well, I'm this happy is, for you. This is one of... This is one of the most enjoyable games of the year for me right now. I... came very close to getting Diablo 2. Um, I saw you playing Diablo 3 on PlayStation. Yeah, it was like, every, like... Once I found like a third review that said I wish I was playing Diablo 3 instead, I'm like, yeah, okay, no, 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 no. We have a PS5 version of it we've never touched. Let's just see how fun it is on a controller. And yeah, it's pretty good. So wait Everything a minute. works. Are you playing this in a multiplayer capacity, sir? In a Absolutely co-op, not. In a co-op environment? Aww. Never. Aww. Do you want to? Oh, well, we could. I mean, if you want to start a new character, I will. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I could start a monk. I know you would. That's what I was going to start. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I could do... Like, I haven't I haven't played this in forever. I had a lot of fun with the... Uh, did that or Witch Doctor. Not like a witch doctor. I played I that once. Always, yeah. I, I always put down the witch doctor. Oh, you know what, necromancer. I don't think you actually want to do this with me anyway. But... No, I do. Okay, okay, well, you can do it. Um, but now I feel bad if you wanted to play monk. Like I could happily play sorcerer. I'm sure. No, I'm just thinking like, is there a character I wouldn't want to play? And the only answer I can come up with is crusader. <laughs> it's the only one that just isn't actually fun to me. And okay. yet I'm. I am so fucking addicted. I managed to max one out on PC. I don't know what that says about me. Then why are you playing on a PlayStation? Because I got sick of... My, my hands got crampy hmm. on the keyboard. And I hmm. tried to switch a controller. And honestly, it's a, it's a really good translation. The... Yeah. The, cool. um, what was it? Uh, Torchlight well, 2 one was fantastic. Well, it's only ever like... I don't want to say it's, it's only six buttons. But the design of the game lends itself quite well to the limitations of a controller. Very well. Like, I honestly can't tell the difference. I don't miss a damn thing about it. It's, uh, the inventory is a lot easier to deal with, and there's a button you can press that can turn all your loot into salvage, and it's wonderful. And plus, there's a dodge roll. That's another yep. That's another thing about Death Stranding that is so fucking AAA. 
all of the menus are designed so that you will actually get to know the UI so well that you will blitz through prepping and blitz through taking on orders. Just holding down the button repeatedly is really crazy. I'm enjoying it so much. And I will stop in, at this point and say, I have skipped almost every fucking cutscene. It is hard to listen to, is it not? It's so bad. It's absolutely fucking terrible. Just nails on a chalkboard 24-7. I couldn't it, do it. Yeah, it is really the price you pay. Not understanding what the fuck is going on is really the price you pay for Hideo Kojima's immaculate design. And He's it's being coddled too much, the I think. But the design of the game is so good! He gets bad performances from Mads Mikkelsen. It's not okay. Um, no. Not okay. No, Mads Mikkelsen is not really giving a bad performance. There's nothing to his fucking character. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing for him to do. Yeah, so... Like, you're not getting a bad performance. You wrote a bad character. Um, oh, okay. You're wasting Mads Mikkelsen. How about that? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely wasting. But that's, that wasn't the objective. Having Mads Mikkelsen in the game wasn't Hideo Kojima's objective. Have you seen the amount of photos he's got with Mads Mikkelsen and uh, the guy from um, Boondock Saints? That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. He just wants to hang out with him Tom Cruise style. <laughs> and he did it. He absolutely well, did it. good for him. Yeah, exactly. And he looks so good in his leather jacket. But, again, the design of the game is amazing, and I'm loving it, and I'm looking forward to seeing all these crazy challenges that I haven't seen before. Um, the, <clears throat> the emotional impact of a game where you are not, like, there, are, there is combat, it is so ancillary to what the game is. It is so fucking cool to be playing a game where your objective is to build a thing and then you get likes from other players because the bridge that I built appeared in their world and they used it. Or the roads that I built appeared in their world and they drove on it. Um, and to feel that... And, and other people shit will, will appear in your world and boy, it's fucking helpful. Um, to have a game so focused on creation, even if it is like this kind of narrow band that you get to do it within this way, it's so nice and refreshing and light compared to what video games usually are. It's like someone making a shortcut for you in Dark Souls, if that yeah. was an option. Yes, yes. But and that's kind of one of the weaknesses of Death Stranding, is you literally never see another player, and you have so little contact with other physical humans that I had a theory, I remember, in my first playthrough, that maybe he's the only person alive in this entire world and everyone else is just a is just an AI projection. Like, I mean, you it, wouldn't put it past Koji. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the thing is, I'm skipping so many cutscenes, that could be the case. I never know it. No, he's physically touching people in the first couple. Yes, I know. Cutscenes. No, like, it's not true. What is, but, oh, God, I forgot. His mom's president. Oh. But even though, but even though, no, I know so his adoptive, stupid. his adopted mom, I oh, think. So stupid. And your first, one of your first missions is you gotta cremate your mom. Uh. <laughs> um... Anyway, let's move. Let's oh. move off of Death Stranding. If you, I listener, if Again, you're interested David in Death Stranding, David Cage makes good games. David Cage does not make good video no, games. No, Kojima out. is David Cage. If David Cage made good games, oh, if David Cage made good games, no, because Kojima, even though he's still uh, Death Stranding, is probably the least male gazy thing Kojima's ever done. Um, it still True. occurs, and if uh, David Cage had a story with the sprawl of a Kojima game, 30% of it would be in towels. And with, in, in like a shower scene. Or a, or, a, or a rape scene or something. Like, David Cage is fucked up. Yeah. 
Like, no, he managed to yell at a judge and walk out of a courtroom and still win his case. Yeah, so that doesn't impress that, me. I don't know why we're bringing that up. No, I mean, it's just like, that's, that's, that's how well connected he is. Um, that's how untouchable he is his entire life. Well, he's just going to get worse for it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, um, tragically in Chamberlain's absence, which reminds me, listener, wait till the end of the episode and you'll hear what Chamberlain's been playing. I think he was playing that Flynn Son of Crimson game we were yes, talking about a week, week or so ago. Uh, but I do have a Chance's Hate Mail bag this week. What's that? Chance's Hate Mail bag is this old bit we used to do where people would send me hate messages on PSN and then I would read them on the podcast. And it was Chance's bag of hate mail. No, I mean, what's what's in your hate mail bag? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> well, one was uh, we were defending on Hanamura, and I had just decided to go somber just for the fucks of it. And I'm pretty good on somber lately. I'm not sure if I'm hyped for the rework or not. But I basically stayed on the high ground, and their their ball would come in, and I would just hack the ball, and that was the entire first point. Like, I just destroyed their tank the whole, or their, their primary tank, the whole first point, he never got to do shit. And we held it all the way into OT, but eventually got pushed back. We held the second point the whole time. And, um, and I never switched off Bastion. He eventually went ball, I think. No, no, he eventually went hog, I think. But, uh, but at the end of the game, I got an I hate you somber from that tank. <laughs> I drove him absolutely fucking crazy. So that felt pretty good. Another one, for some reason, I just felt like playing Bastion that game. And both teams were kind of being weird. Like, you'd see a character just standing still for a while. And I didn't, I, I never really know what's going on here, but my brother does because he's still got the text chat open. I don't. I don't see what they're saying. So, what are they saying? Well, what one of them said was Sped Bastion. <clears throat> and then someone, on, well, there was a tank on their team saying Sped Bastion. And then one of our team responds to that. And then one of their team gets back. And they're just going back and forth complaining to each other the entire match, according to my brother. Um, anyway, so do you know what Sped means? I do not. Thank God, Alex, you're as old as I. Good. Well, so what... What Maybe. SPED is, is it's one of these terms you got to look up on Urban Dictionary. It's a shortening of special education. Oh. Yes. Um, See, so we, we, we just use that fancy R word down here. Yeah, well, this Especially was, in the Boston this, area. This is a way to get it past Blizzard's, um, you know, text uh, text filters. I think it fixed it if they wanted to. Yeah. So that, that, that was not nice. And, I mean, I'm, I'm aware as any that Bastion is considered the noob tube character. If you're getting your ass kicked by the new tube, you're the problem. Uh, yeah, like there's there's a lot of solutions to Bastion, and your Hanzo was doing a fine job suppressing me, but I'm not interested in even getting into that fucking conversation with you, Mister. Call me Sped. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? Oh, it just might be time for headlines. Headlines. <clears throat> In entertainment news, that Netflix games pilot in Poland has added three new little phone style games: Shooting Hoops, Teeter, and Card Blast. They all look terrible. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has acquired its first dev studio, Oxenfree creator Night School. They had, like, they had a sequel to Oxenfree. They did. That blows my mind that they would let themselves be acquired by Netflix that, that early. I mean, I don't, I, I, I mean, they might be selling okay, but, like, when a multi-billion dollar company hands you a blank check, I don't think you ask questions. Yeah, it would Until you're dissolved. <laughs> it would depend on the size of the check, yeah. Like, yeah. If, if that check could, could carry me past dissolution, I'd be good with it. 
Uh, Archer has been renewed for a 13th season, Alex. I don't know if it needs it. Yeah, like... It, Especially it was, after, um... It took me Mel- Mel- to... Melanie's actor is dead. Sadly, yeah. no longer with Mallory. us. Mallory. Mallory, excuse me. It, it took a while for me to agree with you on that, but... But yeah, like, this, re- this most recent season... I watched, like, a couple episodes. Didn't feel a pressing need to return to it. It's just... It's not what it used to be. It's not even close. And beyond that, whenever Mallory talks... She sounds so tired. So tired. I don't want to. I don't want to like just. Yeah, it's fire like, up the episode where she's just no longer there, and they don't even address well, it. Well, no, no, they're they're addressing it by the end of the season. Is what okay. I read. But like, even like three or four seasons ago, she just sounded like she rolled out of bed and like something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Japan is getting a Donkey Kong themed expansion that will increase the park size by seventy percent. Why Donkey Kong? I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're going to do a Disney expansion and you want it to really bring in people and excite them about the park, the world you need is Pokemon. Maybe they couldn't afford it. Maybe that's the next one. Maybe, like, start small. Maybe, like, maybe, like, the Pokemon brand is so afraid of failure and they want to, like, let's see how Donkey Kong does and then we'll circle back. (laughs) Maybe, but Donkey Kong is a weird choice. It is weird. Yeah. Uh, Netflix showed off the live action intro for Cowboy Bebop this week. Alex, did you see that shit? Yeah. You ever watch the anime? Yeah, I own it. I like the anime very much. I, I, I love it, un- unapologetically. This And that looks, looks, cheesy. looks terrible, except for the points where it kind of reminded me of the SFX work from um, uh, Sin City. A little bit, but like... But I worry that that's just a part of this intro, and that's not how the show will... Well, the show won't be that stylized. If they take it and make it that stylized, maybe that could work, but maybe lowered but like my the half measure, the I don't know. Yeah, that lowered my hype for the show considerably. If we're doing Mad Perot, Jesus. What's Mad Perot? Uh, he's, he's the fat guy that gets stepped on. Remember him? Mm. Uh, no, he's I mind don't. of a child, and this was like a no. murderer? No? No, I don't know. Well, he's in the opening credits. Let's oh. see how they handle that. I'm sure they'll do it just the same. Yeah, but in a live action, that could be really, uh, well, career-ending. <laughs> okay, we'll see. For some actors. I don't I don't remember what's so career-ending about it, Lee. Go on. I mean, it, it could get Simple Jackie, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Simple Jack. Remember, oh, uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Reference to Tropic Thunder. Never go full R word. Uh, it's amazing that show got fucking. But the thing is, I will watch that show just for Tom Cruise doing. He's really funny. In Les it. Grossman. He's and really fucking good. Les Grossman is just his impression of Harvey Weinstein. Who, which uh, one of you is the key grip? Which one of you? Okay, get, punch him in the face as hard as you can. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, like you could find just the Les Grossman scenes on YouTube. It's it's pretty it's pretty solid. Uh, Tom yeah. Cruise can dance. It pisses me off. These yeah, yeah, some people get everything. I wouldn't say he's got everything. No, he doesn't have height. That's true. Well, not just height. He doesn't actually. He seems like someone who is very good at pretend. Well, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't want to complain. About no, almost everyone that comes into contact with him is kind of unearthed at how hollow he seems. That's a running theme. Well, he's. But that's the, the most thing. charitable description I've heard is he's like a politician. And, that, and that's, yeah, that really comes across to me 
but that seems so lonely. So I feel that Tom Cruise, the actual person, is so lonely. <laughs> I, I don't feel sorry for people whose wives had to escape them. Multiple wives. Yep. Anyway. Um, the glad, dead of night. <laughs> glad Nicole Kidman's doing well. Yeah. Hey, I, I enjoyed Nine Perfect Strangers. That wrapped up great. And the woman... One of the w- women in the in the show who just did an amazing job. Do you remember the girl from Scary Movie who was being too loud in the movie theater? No. And gets killed in the movie theater? She's like, she's she's the black girl in the theater talking during the movie, and so a bunch of people stab her? I've, I haven't seen that movie in like you, 15 years. Okay, but you know, it came out 15 years ago. That actor... Oh, it's older than that. <laughs> that actor, like from Scary Movie... Delivered an incredible dramatic performance in oh. Nine Perfect Strangers. So to to and I, I and I've seen her do other shit throughout the years. I guess I never connected the line that that's the woman from Scary Movie. Um, it is exactly twenty one years old. Oh my god! I'm so, yeah, and uh, yeah. So she yeah. Nine Perfect Strangers had an amazing cast. Uh, in Overwatch news. <clears throat> It was revealed this week that healing has been changed in Overwatch 2. Once damaged by an enemy, any healing received is reduced by 25% for 4 seconds. A response to a threat on the official forum said the change is unlikely to be in the final release, but basically because now two healers are going to be trying to heal three people instead of four, and only one of those four people are going to have the HP pool of a tank, they're decreasing healing across the board. And as a Tracer main, or as a DPS main, I like that very much. It's going to make it way easier to kill guys. Um, new death map match Malbento is now up. Yeah, it's it's like... Uh, thanks, guys. It's fucking nothing. Like, no one cares about a death match map. We want a new payload map. We want a new King of the Hill map. Uh, a bug took voice chat out of the game this week. <gasps> my brother and I logged in on It's Monday. so peaceful in here now. No, my brother and I logged in on Monday, and... Um, even though we were in a group, there was no group chat. And even though I had joined group chat, it showed that my that my mic was muted. And same for him. And so we both uh, rebooted the game. He did a full re-download of the game. But what? Uh, I did because he refused to play without it. Um, and on PlayStation 5, it's really easy to just get into a voice party with someone. We got into a voice party with each other. The sound quality was identical to <laughs> the chat in the game. Um... And he insisted that he was lagging. I was kicking the shit out of guys. I was having a great time. But he insisted he was lagging. He could not play like this. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going back to Death Stranding. We'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, okay. And then within 24 hours, they had it fixed. We were fine the next night. Uh, They showed the current Overwatch 2 adjustments for Sombra and Bastion. And I will now recite the changes by heart. Okay, so remember Bastion, right? He's, uh, He's a dude. He's a robot dude who turns into a turret. He's got a little pet bird. He's got a little pet bird, and he's got a giant uh, Gatling gun for a gun. And, okay, so in Overwatch 2, instead of having, like, a machine gun on his right hand when he's walking around, he now has, like, a scout rifle from Destiny. So it does poop, oh, poop, poop, okay. at, like, a fairly long range, like an ash range. It's, and I it's, like that. And it's pixel-perfect accurate. Um, now, he he no longer can heal himself, period. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the self-heal. What he does have is a bouncing grenade... That will he will fi- it will fire out it'll bounce off a wall and then stick to the ground or any or any character it hits, and then it'll detonate for it looks like 120 damage. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know if I like a grenade. Well, yeah, I don't like it either. But it's like they decided to give him something uh, because they took away the heal. But this feels like we're just gonna give you kind of like a helix rocket. If I was of- building this character, I would much rather have a heal. Um, 
No, they're taking away the heal. That's the point. Is we're taking. I know. Away like the if heal. I was given the chance of a loadout, there'd be no way I choose that over, like grenade over that. Yeah, that's why they're taking it away. I know. I know <laughs> but, but but again, so they have to pick something. I don't like the grenade either. I'm not. I'm not, I don't have no suggestion for what I would rather it be. Um, but this feels like it's again making Bastion kind of soldiery. Then you know how he can just turn into a turret and sit there. Uh huh. Well, now he can turn into a turret with tank treads and move around like he couldn't tank oh. form. But the damage of the turret has been reduced by 40%. 40. And Ouch. and he can only stay in that form for 8 seconds, at, at which point a 10-second cooldown begins. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, his, that's a completely different character now. His ult is now similar to Junkrat's, where he can hide behind a corner or something. He turns into a mortar launcher. He can then pick three spots on the map, like a Doomfist picking his landing spot, that will land a shell. Apparently the shell does 300 damage to what it hits, and 300 damage in an AoE. Which sounds like a bullshit fucking ult to me, uh, but again, I'm a tracer. <laughs> uh, so that's fashion. Sombra is very similar, except hack no, or when she does her EMP, it doesn't delete enemies' shield HP anymore. It'll still remove a Reinhardt barrier, or Winston's barrier, but a Zenyatta who has 150 shield health, his health is unaffected. But the AoE now does 40% of an enemy's current HP and damage. So if you currently have 100 HP, it'll deal 40 damage. If you currently have 600 HP, it'll deal 40 times 6. Um, and it hacks them. Now what hack does is they are visible to allies through walls for 8 seconds. And Sombra deals, I think, 40% additional damage to a hack target. The spread on her gun has been reduced by 20%, and hack will still stop you from using abilities, but only for one second. So no longer, when you're hacked, you're no longer like, well, I'm just fucked. Yeah, like, when I would just just stand still and just die. Just like, well, well what else am I going to do? What you do is you turn around and you shoot her before she kills you. Right. Um, or you try to. But, um, so this is a huge adjustment for Sombra. She'll still be able to completely disable, like, a Roadhog in the middle of his ult, or, or Moira in the middle of her ult. She can still hack them and just stop the ult. So she can still do that. Beyond that, if she hacks you from stealth, she flickers for a moment and then returns to stealth. And stealth now has a four-second cooldown. Ooh. Yes. So uh, pros who have played the Overwatch 2 build are saying Sombra is completely overpowered. She's being run in every game. Um, we'll see. I mean, she just sounds like the Predator now. Well, yeah, but she can't shoot you from stealth. The Predator can shoot from stealth. That's a huge part of his build. Right, but now she's got a shimmer every time she does it. No, she, she can... no, no, no. She's not. If she won't shimmer when she shoots you from stealth, she, she like... can hack you. She can use an ability called hack mm -hmm. that will disable enemies, and right. then she will return to stealth. If she does a melee, if she shoots her gun, she's breaking stealth, and stealth is not oh, okay. Off. So like, and like the co the cool entry said, I get it. Yes, but yeah. like. Hack no longer interrupts stealth. Hmm. Um, a Bloomberg report this week said that at least 11 game developers are in possession of 4K Nintendo dev kits. Did you read that? I mean, I, you don't care I, who cares? It's probably for a console we won't see it for like three years. True. True. But I do, because I want to play whatever the next Zelda is in 4K. I'm sick of Nintendo's last-gen shit. I want 4K, Zelda, 60 frames. No, um, you will see Fuzzy Breath of the Wild, and you will beg for more. Okay, I I will... If uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is 1080p, 30fps, and that's the only way I can take it, I'm probably going to take it. Yeah. but They know. They know. But I want, I want it 4K60. And um, people want N64 games for 
no, you know, for paid God. download. You'll never get that. So malicious. It is. It's it's really cruel. They would make money off of it, and they just won't do it. Uh, Nintendo tweeted out and issued a statement to investors that the Bloomberg report was a, quote, false report regarding, quote, a Nintendo Switch with 4K support. They said they had no plans for any new model other than the OLED Switch. What that says to me, what does that say to you? That, that sounds like a hit dog hollering to me. I don't know what the fuck a hit dog hollering means. What does a hit dog hollering mean, Alex? It means that you, they're trying to pretend like you didn't hurt their feelings. They hurt, we hurt their feelings by saying there's going to be a 4K switch. If it feels like they got caught. Oh, you're saying they're lying, that there is, it feels like, that there well, is a 4K, never. that there is a 4K switch is what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Maybe not a 4K okay. switch, but like. People now know of like their new dev kits, and they just they want to keep it under wraps because they are pretty brutal about that. To me, this is this is legalese. Um, the article said a 4K Nintendo platform. Mm -hmm. Nintendo says we absolutely are not putting out 4K Nintendo Switch platform dev kits. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it's going to be a new console, but not a exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the. If I can't play my Switch games on whatever the next Nintendo console is, I'm probably dropping Nintendo. Even though they've been great for indies this gen. I just don't need it. You think it's going to be less than three years? Um, I think it'll I, coincide. I, 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 think don't. It'll, I think it'll coincide within a year with the release of Breath of the Wild 2. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 is next year. I think, right? Who knows? Like, um, the way the chip shortage is going, who knows when anything's coming out? Well, these are like, video games. Like, well, yeah, not for publishing, but like in terms of like a new system. God, I think they just got set back at least two years. Yeah, but they, Nintendo will still use old chips. They're easy to get in whatever they make next. That's true. Um, yeah. Well, no, like almost anything with the chips hard to find right now. Hmm. I can still I could sell my PS4 for like three hundred bucks easily. Hmm. I probably should. Hmm. Man. Hold on to it. If this, if this thing continues, it could be worth millions one day. That's what I, that's what I think. Hang on to it. Um, a new survival map, Twilight of the Ashes, is now available in Ghost of Tsushima Legends. I haven't tried it, but I'm a little hyped that there's a new survival map. It's been way too fucking long. Uh, Sony has acquired Bluepoint Games, who handled the remasters of Demon's Souls and Shadow of the Colossus. Apparently their next project will be, quote, original content. It's unclear if it's an original game or an existing IP that they're working on. I mean, they gave Twisted Metal to somebody else, so... Uh, this sounds like they did, but, like, yeah. why would you give them Twisted Metal? Like, they've done, no. they've done remasters of way better designed brawlers. What I'm worried about is what if we get, like, uh, a Souls Light from them? Because they figure they learned combat design from Soul, so we can do it too. I mean, if it's no one's done anything approaching from yet, but I'm, they're welcome to try. No, they're not welcome to try. That would be a waste. That would be a waste, and we'd have like another Jedi Fallen Order. Man, that game was not good. People loved it, and then they That's... immediately stopped talking about it. Yeah, but I, there were, it sold enough though. But yeah, like uh, I thought it sucked. It just people immediately stopped talking about it, much like Deathloop. Deathloop mm -hmm. went bing. And then was out of the conversation. That's yeah, too bad. Well, it's just not as interesting, I think, overall. As the economy way. falls apart after, like, six hours. Yes. Like, you, you very quickly realize how powerful you can become if you decide to. And if you if you decide that's what you're doing this run, you're going to make bank. But it is still neat finding new stuff. I just found that, um, uh, that, uh, uh trivia game. 
Oh, I found that fairly, fairly early, but I never understood the, the trivia of the island well enough to it's, beat it. It's good. I'm sure there's like, a guide it, like, online. There is, but like it's that's no fun. Did you do that? Uh, Charlie set up a test somewhere where you have to like run through a gauntlet of of uh, sensor lasers and shit. Have you done that? No. Yeah, you get like a, a an escalating series of trinkets, um, and then of course that that trinket thing I told you about last week, where you suck up the resi- residue with the yeah, thing. I did that one today. Yeah, that that yeah. was giving me trinkets I'd never seen. After like twenty hours with the game, it was giving me new trinkets. Yeah, I want like a I want a purple like. Uh... Gadget hack distance. I can't find anything. I had a hundred percent. It exists because it's what I used. You have a purple. Yes. Because gadget distance is. Yes. And it, oh my and god. And it, it describes everything. it as like. Uh, uh, it lets you hack. It lets you hack. Uh, you know, turrets and cameras from like crazy far away. Oh no! The the, the, is the, the blue is one the, is is the tooltip description. Pretty yeah. damn far. Like, if you yeah. don't have one, you basically have to get in the line of fire to shut off a turret, and it's bullshit. Yes. But once you have invisibility, you can hack from invis- invisibility. I don't like invisibility. I like the the headshot chain and um. And, and blink. Blink. Yeah. You can't not have blink. The fact you that can't. the fact that they limit you to two, and one of them, you know, you're gonna have one of them be blink. Uh, it's just for people who want to, like, you know, beat this on legendary. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to do the whole thing without Blink. Because you technically can. Um, you, you get a double jump. They're generous with certain things. Well, if you want to give up one of your four spec slots, you could double jump. Uh, Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards returns on December 9th. Yeah. Hey, Alex, there will be trailers for video games at this thing. Yeah, I just I haven't played anything that's just like Game of the Year to me yet. And it's Psychonauts. Your, your game of the year is not Psychonauts, really. Really. I mean, it, it's going to be by default now. Deathloop did not grab me the way I hoped it would. Exactly. Well, okay, but again, there was that moment where it's like, oh, this game. Oh, the could, first six hours. Yeah, this game fan could. Fantastic. Yes, but then once you see the Matrix in Deathloop, it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a fun world. I definitely, I'll definitely play Deathloop too. The thing is, once you see the once you see the Matrix and Death Stranding, it's like, oh, like it's it's a very right. different reaction to Death Stranding. It's like there's so much to do, and I have so much authority over how I do it. Right, it's, it's wonderful. Anyway, in terms of Zip gameplay, bridge. in terms of gameplay, uh, the new gen version of Ghost Runner, that uh, Cyber Ninja Runners Mirror's Edge thing, is out now on PS5. Kind of interested in that. But I think every time I look at it, I look up reviews, and I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Ghost Runner. Meta. Quick. Uh, 81% for PC, 76 for PlayStation 4. 73% for Switch. Uh-oh. But you know what? Like, if it's, like, if Digital Foundry looks at Ghost Runner and tells me it's super good looking, I'll do it. Because being super good looking oh, yeah. has proven such a boon this summer. Or you just I remember, remember looking at this and being yeah. like, eh. Oh, no, I looked at that and I was like, hmm, that could be good. If it's fun. I would love a good first-person platformer. Uh, that anime game Genshin Impact made $2 billion last year just on iTunes and Google. Just those two marketplaces. Not counting, um, the, the I'm sure, their PC store or, well, maybe the Google store is the PC store, but not counting any console stores. I mean, I, I'm glad people like it. I don't know. I feel like... 
I feel like this is like old people watching young people flock to something that we acknowledge as an inferior product and seeing that inferior product I don't know, very, inferior. very well. It seems like a no, decent it is. style. It's, yeah. no, okay. Have you played that fucking game? Absolutely not. Okay, me and Chamberlain both played it. And yes, no, it's not a good game. It's not a good game. Does it have a good community behind it? Uh, it may. Uh, well, okay, it seems to have a very toxic community because another yeah. headline I read about Genshin Impact is they are so pissed off at the meager shit that the publisher is doing for the game's one-year anniversary, they are review-bombing, or they review-bombed the game severely on Metacritic or and, uh, and on Apple, the Apple Marketplace, I think. And then what they're doing is they're going into the reviews of other games and they're ranking these other games they haven't played very highly and then commenting on how pissed off they are about Genshin Impact. And that's the review, is a description of how bad Genshin Impact is on this review for, like, um, uh, something birds? What's the birds one where you throw a bird into a pig? Uh, Angry Birds. Angry Birds, yeah. This like, on a review. It's, people are pissed off about Genshin Impact on a review for Angry Birds. <laughs> so the, the community is, you know, a community of internet people. Thanks. Uh, God of War's Christopher Judge revealed this week that God of War Ragnarok's delay was due to some medical situations he had on his part and a bunch of surgeries he had to get. He said the team at Sony in Santa Monica were completely supportive and awesome about it. He also revealed that he told Corey, Corey Barlog he didn't want to do a sequel without him, and Barlog vouched heavily for Eric Williams and said, fucking trust the guy, he's awesome. And then Chris uh, Judge said, actually, the guy is totally awesome. Aw. Mm-hmm. So very feel-good, but also... No, I don't think it's just for... I think <coughs> I would be very surprised if this entire game was delayed a year because this guy got some surgery last year. I doubt it. Yeah. If if the game was, was able to come out this year and he had healed up by, you know, spring, the game's ready to go, <coughs> basically. I mean, especially, like... Let's face it, he, he could do some mocap stuff, but he could do a lot of this for my hospital bed if his voice is okay. No, I don't need to have the Mallory Archer effect again. Absolutely not. It's Kratos. It's Kratos. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, need... like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, need... he could be doing, like, the incidental dialogue, like, stuff you're talking about when you're climbing shit. Or boat Not the cutscene stuff. The boat stories. Mm hmm. Better have new boat stories, man. Uh, well, are... there's a new boat, so there's got to be new boat stories. There's, like, isn't, wasn't there a, a dog sled? Dog sled. Maybe. He's yeah. on a mountain. Cause, cause, no, because there's like... He, yeah, he was pulling there, a sled a, for a little there, bit. Yeah, there's a Fimbulbinter, or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, da -da, da -da. A rumor this week with a few journalists uh, saying it matches what they've heard is Lucid Games, who made Destruction All-Stars for PlayStation, are making a new Twisted Metal game for PlayStation. They made uh, Destruction All-Stars free as a PlayStation Plus game, as I recall. Um, have you tried that Destruction All-Stars game, Alex? Oh, Lord. 5 out of 10 on GameStop, 6 out of 10 on IGN, 6 doing 2 Metacritic. No, I did not. It looks fucking terrible. Yes, it does. Um, and Chamberlain played it. And what did he think? Nope. 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 Just yeah. bounced off that in like 5 minutes. Like, this was not worth playing. So the Content is scarce, progression unmotivating. After 10 or so rounds, you've pretty much seen absolutely everything they have to offer. Youch. So, I mean, maybe they're just working on it with another studio, but Destruction All-Stars to begin with was fucking terrible. It was a bad game. Um, Twisted Metal is not a popular franchise. No. No, one, no one cares about it anymore. And in order to do it 
if you want to do it, you could totally do it, but you'd have to approach it as, let's see how we can make um, Wipeout... What was the Wipeout? Or Burnout? Burnout? What am I thinking about, Alex? The one that was all about car uh, crashes. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I, mean, I think it's Burnout. Burnout Revenge, maybe? I don't know what I'm thinking of. Burnout Paradise? No, Burnout Paradise oh, was the open world one. Crap, there hasn't been a Twisted Metal since the PS2. Exactly. And even then, like, it was it was kind of, it was last gen. Nope, and... nope, 2012. Yeah, Twisted Metal Black, I want to say. There was just Twisted Metal, 2012. Oh. David Jaffe directed it, what the fuck? Yes, no, but David Jaffe hasn't done good shit in years. The last good game no. David Jaffe directed was the original God of War. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like, it's it's... And but I can perceive a twisted, a new gen twisted metal that looks amazing in a new gen way, and plays like a current gen Mario Kart. So it plays really well, and it looks fucking amazing because it's got all the bells and whistles on the PS5 and ray tracing, blah blah blah. I can see that game existing. I can imagine it. Not from that developer, I can't. Mm-hmm. Not not on their own. Um, but what I think this is is it's a game tie-in to that TV series they're making with Anthony Mackie. Yeah, that explains a lot, actually. Sony is making a licensed video game of their own license. Well, it's probably going to be terrible. Yes. And I'm sorry for Anthony Mackie, but they can't all be winners. Speaking of maybe terrible, uh, Away the Survival Series is now out on PS4 and PS5. And this is a game where in the trailer, you're running along a branch as like a little flying squirrel. And you float along. And then it switches to a frog. And you're bouncing around as a frog. And do you remember uh, the first... When I played Maneater, one of the things I loved about Maneater was the fact that um, it was like a... It was like a nature doc that you were playing. Right? Right. Here's another one. And it really... Like, there's voiceover that really tries to get, like, the David Attenborough kind of vibe going. It doesn't have a release date for Xbox One yet. And I can't find a Metacritic. Let's see here. Honestly, oh, what's his face? Cyril. Oh, Lord. Um, Cyril. Oh, Cyril Figgis. Um, Chris. He does, I, he does know, a I just great have, job. He does a great I just have job. to think of the. Um, I just have to think of a oh. couple of names and like the SNL announcer voice. Like, Chris Parnell. Like there it is. Cyril Figgis. Chris Parnell. Anyway, Chris Parnell. He'd make a decent nature documentary narrator. Um. Yes, but he he's really uh, he's really good. No, he yeah. really nails it in Maneater. Uh, so I have managed to successfully find the Metacritic score for Away the Survival Series as PC release, which is uh, release date today, I think. Mm. Uh, f- currently at fifty three. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Let's see what one says. Are we seriously not going to talk about the brand new MMO that's having launch problems? Uh, well. You sure you don't want to talk about the exact same story for every single MMO that ever launches ever? Yeah, but this one's Amazon, so everyone wants it to fail. <sighs> I feel like it, every single MMO. It's it's probably it's like it's part of like the PR package now. Apparently taxes are a big deal in this MMO that Amazon runs. That's hilarious. Taxes. Yeah, I saw tweets about how there's taxes in the game I ran. Oh, I I just, Some people just really want a second job that doesn't look like a second job. Um, I can perceive of the MMO that I would play on my console and have a great time with. I can imagine that. It would it would be very brawly, and you could access everything you needed from, you know, uh, like just a, 
the, the PlayStation controller. Um, they were trying to make that game with Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Oh, yeah. And then they realized they didn't have enough to finish all the multiplayer aspects, so they stripped it out, turned it into a single-player game. Um, but that game, maybe that game does exist and I've just never played it. There is an MMO out there that I would totally get into, because I have gotten into MMOs. But you're right. At the end of the day, it was another job. But really, what it also was was just the world's prettiest chat engine, and you ended up making friends. And that was it. That's what Destiny wanted to be, but I don't, I don't know what the fuck they got going on over these days. You can't do that with voice chat. People are terrible. <laughs> oh, I know. I will never do multiplayer again, thanks to Destiny. Oh, I'll totally do multiplayer. Speaking of, are we actually, like... I, like... I kind of want to, yeah. Okay, It's well... a good season. Are we talking about, like, I don't even know what you're talking about with the season. Diablo 3. Am I going to log in and you're going to have a way to give me, like, a level 100 character that I don't know what I'm doing with? No, I haven't gotten past 50 yet. Okay. Okay, uh, Microsoft's Perfect Dark reboot is being co-developed by Crystal Dynamics. I don't know what that means anymore. They can make great games, they can make really disappointing games. Yeah, they've, um, I'm trying to think of the similar PlayStation studio, those I can't. But now, I'm thinking of Arcane, actually. But Deathloop is better than that. <laughs> Deathloop is better than Crystal Dynamics at their worst. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've never, like, absolutely hated. Like, I, I was disappointed in Dishonored 2. I had a really good time for, like, 12 hours. Oh, I, I love Dishonored 2. I think you're wrong about Dishonored 2. I think you should go I back. might be. I think you should. I, should. To, I think you should go back to when you'd love it. Because um, the thing about Dishonored 2 is it became bored with the Dishonored formula and started doing just crazy shit with the levels. Like, here's the house that transforms. Here's the house that you go through in two different times, which was an amazing idea. And they executed it really, really well. Um, but if you just enjoy the simplicity of Dishonored and the simulation of it, it was annoying. I think you need to give um Oh no. Prey another shot. It might be time, but I don't know that I have a digital version of Prey. Not only that, but I'd be playing like, you know, ten eighty, thirty frames per second PlayStation four version. Oh no, there's no sixty FPS for oh I don't know, maybe not, probably not, I imagine. Like I think I could man, it, it always ran buttery smooth in PC. Well, yeah, but that's PC. Hang on. Um Prey frame rate PlayStation. Do it, Google. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's locked at 30. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, it says, does not run at 60 FPS, looks like 1080p to me. <laughs> yeah. The PS5 could easily do it, but... Alright, well, I'll, I'll go I'll go install Diablo. Yeah, we gotta do some rips. Simini, no. And, that's, and then uh, keep listening, listener, because now now you can hear Chamberlain talking about all the shit he's been playing last week. And this will be exclusively video games, because that man doesn't watch TV. No, he does not. No, he does not. Alex, you got anything else? I really don't. Well then. Alex, thank you for chatting with me. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, tune in for Chamberlain. We'll see you in a week. But I'm pumped. Good evening, everyone. This is Just Chamberlain. Uh, apologies to Chance and Alex for not being available this evening, but I am going to record this addendum because there are games that I need to talk about that if I don't, I will simply forget about. So, as hinted at last week, I did finally finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
It clocked in at about 95 hours, which is probably twice as long as it needed to be, but that is not unusual for these new Assassin's Creeds. Odyssey did the same thing. I kind of lost interest with 10 hours to left to go or 20 hours left to go and soldiered through because that is what I do. Valhalla did the same thing. At around 75 hours, I decided, you know what? I don't need to pick up everything anymore. I am powerful enough. If it's in my way, I'll pick it up. And it still took me 20 more hours. And the game didn't really have an ending. It just kind of peters out. I mean, there's, a, there's a few story arcs. There's one of, of Ivor and Sigurd. And Sigurd... I'm not really too worried about spoiling a year-old game here. But Sigurd finds Valhalla. And it's just an animus. And Ivor goes with him and convinces him to leave because it's not real. And that concludes their arc. Uh, Sigurd abdicates the Jarl ship and makes Ivor the Jarl. And that kind of ends. There's another one where you pacify all of England. And that kind of ends with a couple characters dying. And then you finish out the list of assassins and it turns out the head assassin is actually the king you've been kind of being an adversary with for a while, but he had already betrayed the Ancient Order, or whatever they are, the Templars. He had already betrayed them, and you two had actually been working together without Ivor knowing about it, because Ivor really isn't that bright. So, it just kind of peters out. There's no whiz-bang ending, there's nothing... I don't remember which Assassin's Creed it was that they killed Desmond, but at least that one had an ending to it. Like, yep, this story's done. This one, it's just... It's like they don't know what to do. And I, and I know... Well, I don't know if they're planning on putting more stuff out in DLC because I'm not going to play any of the DLC. I do know that the central mystery of how Ivor ended up in, outside of Boston is not answered because I looked it up. I'm like, well, you know, what's here's the mystery. Why is his corpse in Boston or outside of Boston? No, nobody knows. It's not in the DLC. They're not bothering to tell anybody. So, I'm not going to say I was dissatisfied, but 95 hours and not getting any sort of ending is, it is to be expected, but it is still a letdown. And I am still very concerned about what they're doing with the series. Is it time to take a few years off? Yes, absolutely. The the, the time between Unity I think it was Unity, or no, after Unity there was another one. The, the time between the last traditional Assassin's Creed and Origins was well spent. Origins was very good, if very different. And now I've had these three in a row, going over an entire generation of hardware, and maybe it's time to wait a little while. I just don't like the idea of it being multiplayer-only Destiny, slash Anthem, slash Marvel, because how many of those games are, is anybody still playing? Maybe Destiny? Nobody's playing Anthem. Marvel, they're going to give away on Game Pass because nobody wants to play it. With the uh, Black Panther, actually Wakanda DLC, which is, I suppose, good. I'm not going to play it again. I'm not looking forward to Assassin's Creed becoming an online-only online service. So, I talk big now, but when they announce it, I will probably sample it just to see. Especially if they bring back previous characters like, you know, any of the heroes from previous Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> uh, I forget his name, but I swear the, the main hero, the male hero in Origins is probably my favorite. That 
the couple, I, I feel bad because I forget their names, but the, they're a married couple. They're clearly in love and they end up sacrificing their relationship for the beginnings of the assassins. And it just struck me as, it, it was moving how they gave this up. And neither Odyssey nor Valhalla really managed that kind of emotional impact as Origins. Probably because the Origins ones just had, it just was better characters. So I finished that. And in spite of Tales of Arise sitting there, ready to be installed, I was not prepared to jump into another 40, 50, 60 hour game. Because I know that Tales is going to be long. And I just was not ready for a game of that size. So I installed Flynn, Son of Crimson, which we had talked about, Chance and I had talked about many weeks ago. And it is a 2D side-scrolling pixel art indie, and you've seen a million of these. It is not a Metroidvania, it's fairly linear. It has fairly interesting combat, a lot of juggly combat, four different weapons by the time you're done, one of which is actually useful. You've got different magic spells that you use, four different elemental spells that become part of the puzzles. The puzzles are relatively light, the combat is never that hard, but it is bright, it is colorful. It has a happy ending. It has an ending for any, for, you know, for, for that matter. And it is the perfect after-dinner mint. I had just had this giant meal of Assassin's Creed Valhalla that it wasn't, and it wasn't sitting quite right. So Flynn, Son of Crimson, is just, just perfect mint. Like one of, those, one of those little Andes candies, the chocolate mint ones that when you were young, your parents would put in your pillow or whatever. Uh, you know, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of mint, just the right size. Not going to hurt you when you're done. Calm your stomach afterwards. It was it was good. I'm not going to run out and tell you to buy it. I am going to say if you have Game Pass, then this is one of the good ones. Um, Game Pass tends to run about 50% for games that are good and games that are bullshit. And this one is good. If Flint, Son of Crimson is good, but go in with tempered expectations. It is not a Metroidvania. It is linear. You're going to unlock most of the skills right away. Yes, there is some backtracking that can be done, but that's not what this game is. This game would be would have been at home on the Super Nintendo back when the Super Nintendo was new. That's what kind of game it is. And if you're in that mood, there you go. So that was done. That took all of like two nights. And I still was not ready to commit my time. To Tales of Arise. Once that starts, I am not going to want to stop. So I returned to Game Pass and I played through the Artful Escape. <laughs> the Artful Escape is very close to being a very emotionally satisfying game. If I explain what it is in the blandest terms, it is a side scrolling platformer, very simple with some very simple, unfailable music game portions. That's what the game is. Gameplay is. What the game actually is, is a coming-of-age story of a 17-year-old boy who has spent his, you know, sentient years in the shadow of his uncle, who was a world-famous folk singer, and he is simply expected to follow in his footsteps, so much so that he dresses like him and he plays like him, 
and he doesn't like it. He wants to play just ridiculous space opera David Bowie shit. That's what he wants to play. There is a benefit concert set up for his uncle who's passed. And the night before, he was kidnapped by a universally well-known guitarist named Lightman to be Lightman's opening act. And that's as far as I can really go without spoiling too much of it. It is visually very interesting. And trippy is the best word I can, I can use. Good, but has some performance issues. Oh, it's an indie. The soundtrack is... It would have benefited from a AAA budget to actually get some, you know, licensed songs, some familiar songs. Like, if, if, if Space Oddity by David Bowie had, Bowie had started playing or something like that, I would have just lost my shit. It doesn't have any of that. It, what it does have is some very bombastic rock opera, you know, big chords, flashing lights, you know, chest-thumping feel-good moments, musically. It is so close to being just emotionally devastating, and I mean that in a good way, because it's... All right, for anybody who's listened for a long time, and I hope there are at least one or two of you, you know that Chance and I have had fights about Fully Cootie before, the anime from, God, 20-odd years ago. I love it, he hates it, because in his mind, it's just about getting laid, and in my mind, it's the story of becoming a man, which, you know, not consequently, it's about getting laid. And Fully Cootie, the, the, the moment when Naoto, 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 the protagonist, whoo, swings at the baseball-shaped satellite hurling down. He tries. He makes an attempt. That image, that gif of that that I use as motivation sometimes. Swing. Take your shot. Right? Artful Escape has some of that. Of the main character coming to terms. Figuring out who he is who he is trying to please, who he owes what, what he wants to be, what he wants to play. That it's kind of the whole point of its story. And I say it's close to be emotionally devastating, and I mean that in a good way, because it completely fumbles the ending. From the very beginning, I had in my head where it should have gone, where how it should have ended. And... I was, I mean, I reacted emotionally to what I assumed the ending was going to be. I had already written the ending in my head. And it didn't do that. It, didn't, it did something not as good. And I was very disappointed. Now, bear in mind, when I say it fumbles the ending, I'm that guy who thinks that Wally would have been better if Wally died at the end. <laughs> If Eve hadn't managed to resurrect him, because because it shows that there needs to be sacrifice for happiness. the The problem with the artful escape is that with a story, a coming of age story, needs to be bittersweet. If it is simply sweet, if it is simply a happy ending, it becomes cloying. It's like it's like bad chocolate you eat on Easter morning. You know those those hollow Easter bunnies that are that are just it's more sugar and like this this tiny dab of cocoa it's just barely food. That's what it ends up being without any bitterness to it. I mean you 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 take a, a chocolate bar not Baker's chocolate because that's too bitter but you know a little more bitter you know a little bitter in your chocolate just makes it makes it better makes it more satisfying. 
and the artful escape eschews that bitterness. It simply has a happy ending. He simply gets to do what he wants. And it's it 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 loses its effect. Cloying, like I said, it just becomes it's just it's sickly sweet. It's I, I believe they lacked the courage, and this is me armchair developing again, as a guy who cannot program, doesn't write very well, <laughs> whose only credits are playing video games since they've existed. As the armchair developer, I just think they they were afraid to give it the ending that would have actually worked. That being said, it's worth a playthrough. It's another one where if you have Game Pass, just do it. It's, I mean, it's three hours long, four hours long. There are some visuals in here that, that need to be seen to be believed. There is some genuinely very funny dialogue in there because it takes the music world and it expands it out in all its nonsense to a universal scale. I mean, there's... there's Two other characters that are humanoid. Everyone, everything else is just bizarre alien designs. Uh, I mean, when you're kidnapped, you are, you know, surfing the cosmic extraordinaire in in the cosmic lung, a ship that is actually a concert hall. <laughs> but the, the 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 musician isn't in the concert. The musician is sent on adventures to basically jam in these fabulous environments while an audience watches. It's nonsense and wonderful. And it's like a roller coaster that goes up and up and up, but never goes over the edge. It just kind of, you're up, hey, we're up, all right, we're up. But when, I mean, where's the stomach drop? You have to have a stomach drop for the loops. You have to have a stomach drop for everything else to, to work. So that's what I've played. Finished Valhalla. I played through... Flynn, Son of Crimson, which I can recommend if you need a bite-sized side-scroller. I played through The Artful Escape, which I am going to say, again, if you have game... Don't go out and spend money on either Flynn or Artful Escape. If you happen to have Game Pass, please, just download them so that the devs can get whatever their cut is from Microsoft and play through them when you have time. You will not be disappointed with either of them. They're both good. Um, it is... I mean, it, it is infinitely likely that you are not near as much of a downer as I can be sometimes. So maybe you like the happy ending of Artful Escape. You know, let me know. I did, finally, this morning actually, start Tales from Arise. And impressions after about all of like two hours is that it is capital A anime. Like, so anime. And I knew that because I've played Tales games, Tales games before. But <laughs> um, the, the girl who can't be touched, who can be touched by the hero who doesn't feel pain, who ends up pulling a flaming sword out of her chest. It's just like, oh, oh my. Just so anime. I mean, I'm going to play it. I played through Berseria and that thing ends that, an, an almost incest. I mean, Berseria had, those characters had issues. But that's part of what made it interesting. My concern after at first blush is that there are not going to be any, any characters as as interesting as the as the anti-hero of Berseria. But we'll know in about 40, 50 hours. Uh, I also do have Deathloop here, which I might touch at some point in time. Though I doubt I will get into it as much as Chance did. 
So that's what I played this week. Apologies to the guys for not being around. I am busy this evening. Thank everybody else for sticking around. We will see you in a week. Oh, 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 o